So for anybody new who's just come in, my name is Reverend Tamara, and uh, I'm, I guess I can't really say new anymore. <laughs> it's new-ish uh, minister here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock. And today's talk is really focusing in on our third noble truth of nothing outside of me needs to change for me to be happy. That's a pretty big statement, right? There's a lot of things that go on in the world and around that I'm like, well, how, how can I be happy amidst this chaos, amidst all the things that are going on in this world? And is it even my right to be happy? Right? Somebody's suffering, and then how can I show up in joy and happiness when there's so much turmoil and pain? But the thing is, it is our beingness here to be in joy, to be the love expressed through the divine, and to know that we're walking this path together and that we're not alone. So I first heard this phrase, nothing outside of me needs to change uh, for me to be happy when I was taking uh, some programs called, um, at, through excellent seminars called um, the, pursuit of, the Pursuit of Excellence. And so I kind of heard this phrase and then when I came and started listening to Reverend Terry, I was like, oh, he's talking my language. I understand what he's saying. And I've been, I think you guys have heard me say that I've been out church shopping a little bit and trying to find my home and find a home for my children to, to learn a deeper meaning of life. So we, we landed here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock. And, uh, and that's where, again, Reverend Terry, who'd heard this from Reverend Marilyn, who is his teacher, and used that at her center in Vancouver, as her noble truth. So this is how this is all carried along. And last, if you were here last week, Reverend Terry talked a little bit about all of the four <clears throat> and knowing that they're not ours. Like we can't claim them that this is, I made this up and this is what CSL did. These truths are out there for others in different philosophies. So I kind of, I wanted to look up where this one came from. So of course I turned to my good friend Google and AI and said, so, I think it's Bing, where did this quote first come from? And it, I'm gonna put my glasses on because I have to read this. It is from Miyamoto Mashami. He said, there's nothing outside of yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within. Everything exists. Seek nothing outside of yourself. And he wrote that back in 1645. So this has been around for quite some time. And it, so it just, when I was, I woke up the other night thinking about this talk and I, it just came to me as like, I, I spent a lot of my time in my life going, you know, I'll be happy when? When I get that new job, when I find the perfect partner, when my husband finally listens and does everything I tell him to, <laughs> or when I have more money, or when I have that red sports car. But those, those are things and, and challenges, but those aren't really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that feeling. 
So that red sports car that I maybe desire is not about having that thing. It's about the feeling of freedom when I'm driving that or when I'm listening to beautiful music with the top down and I can just picture it now. <laughs> you know, but that is that feeling that I'm wanting. So it led me to think of a few questions, you know, what is happiness? And is happiness a goal? Is it something that I, I'm reaching and trying to find? And is happiness even worth pursuing? You know, there's that saying, happiness is fleeting. So why, you know, one of my big questions I sometimes ask myself or I have an unconscious belief of, does it really matter? I'm working on changing that. But that sometimes I ask myself that, is it worth pursuing? But these are questions that we consider to lean into. And, and does, if I'm asking myself those questions and answering them honestly, am I answering it from that place of entitlement or victimhood? Because if I answer it from that place, that's not going to lead me to a path of happiness. That's going to lead me to a place of being unhappy. So, of course, we go to our science of mind, and there's a beloved teacher, Tom, Dr. Tom Sanner, who just made his transition um, last month, and actually yesterday was his uh, memorial service. And he composed this almost 700-page document of everything Ernest Holmes said, all the, all the papers, all the writings, everything. So, and he gave it to ministers so that we could just put in a word and Google thing. It's almost like Google, except for Ernest Holmes, which is great. So what he said in the glossary of science of mind, he said, um, Ernest Holmes said, happiness is a state of well-being or enjoyment of good of any kind. The general term applies to the enjoyment or pleasurable satisfac satisfaction. In metaphysics, it means a state of inner peace, a consciousness of the goodness of the divine and the benefit attitude of the universe, a realization that joy can come to every person. It has a definite effect on mind and body and affairs, a state of permanent joy. It is never the will of the universal harmony that any person should be unhappy. We have that right to happiness, which we can conceive. Notice that we have the right to happiness that we can conceive. And provided that happiness hurts no one and is in keeping with the nature of the progressive life. Then he said, see joy. <laughs> but what Dr. Sanner said is, Dr. Holmes doesn't make the distinction between joy and happiness and pleasure. So he said, what he says is, for example, pleasure is a material satisfaction. satisfaction. Happiness is a mental satisfaction. But joy is that spiritual realization that place within, that God quality, the divine quality of the one. So if we are going to use this idea today as talking about nothing outside of ourselves needs to change for us to be happy, then it would, so we can expand our spiritual growth and expand our happiness and joy. And the difference between joy and happiness then comes from within. So where we view happiness Knowing that joy comes from within and where we can sometimes view it, though, is that it's contingent upon some outside source. So if we tap into that natural state of being, 
and making those choices of choosing to be happy and choosing joy and choosing to go within. Because a lot of times we'll use others as our source of happiness. But we need to be self-reliant in this life to bring ourselves to that place of joy. As I know it's easy sometimes we look at our parents, our partners, our teachers, whoever it is, and think of them as they know. So I've got to do what they say and then, then I'll be happy. And yet that isn't necessarily the truth for each person. We each have our own individual barometer. We each have that inner divine sense that we know what is right, what is wrong for ourselves. So what I was thinking about this is I know for myself sometimes my partner will say to me, you know, Tamara, why do you, let's use journaling, why do you journal at 6 a.m. in the morning? Like, you know, sleep in, take it easy. So what I notice myself doing is I stop journaling. And it wasn't that he was saying journaling was wrong or what he was doing, but I had this thought that that was a judgment so then I held myself back from doing what I love to do. I mean, I've been following Julia Cameron and her morning pages for a bazillion years, and I just love doing that. So it was like, oh, that's just a good point for me to notice. When somebody says something, do I take that as that truth so that I stop myself from having the joy that I want in my life? So I thought that was a good uh, a noticing for myself. And I've gone back to journaling, just so you know, it's all good. <laughs> the poor guy. Um, but Terry Cole Whitaker says, self-reliance depends on knowing deep within yourself that no matter what is going on in your life, others are not your source. And I would, I, and I would include things in that statement as well. Um, when we say we want, oh, I already said all that, so that's good. I don't have to repeat that. But it's, it's knowing that what it is within ourselves, that we can take that and transpose our thought and make our choices. When we take responsibility and accountability for our own lives, really that boils down to choice. And going back to how long this idea and this thought has been around, Marcus Aurelius said, very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself, within yourself in your way of thinking. So that goes back to a, a, a big tenet of science of mind is changing your thought, change your life. But there's also choice. We're always at choice of what we want to do. And a lot of times, you know what? I want to stick my heels in and I don't want to make the choice. I want to let somebody else decide for me because that's easier sometimes, I think. But really, at the end, when I follow that person's advice or choice, and I haven't listened to that inner voice, that is when I'm like, ugh, why did I do that? That is sometimes where I can have a little bit of regret. But we go back to the science of mind, and we know that the law of mind reflects our mental attitude exactly as they are. Ernest Holmes says, that which I seek is seeking me. I'm just going to grab... I don't know if any of you um, are new to science of mind or have studied it, but this little book called This Thing Called You, because the science of mind, the textbook, can be a little daunting to read. <laughs> but 
this really breaks it down a lot more to a more manage well for me it, it it broke it down for a more manageable leather let you know what I'm saying that I could understand it that is what I want to say so what he says is you cannot be responsible for the acceptance of others each is an individual through our your poured an ocean of love over one he mu they must receive it a bucket that is turned upside down even in a cloudburst will not be filled through manna fall from heaven one remains famished unless he ate, eats it is always it's not always easy for one to control our thoughts it is not easy in the midst of pain to think of peace in the midst of poverty to think of abundance in the midst of unhappiness to think of joy but if you do this this is when you will meet with success the law of mind reflects your mental attitudes exactly as they are and he says say that which i seek is seeking me that which belongs to me will come to me since it is my desire to only have good truth and love wisdom and power shall go from me i know this is all that can and come back to me so i was i i have a couple of prayer partners and one of them he um, a practitioner in in colorado and we were talking on wednesday morning and i said well how are you doing this morning and he said you know tamara actually he said i'm better now today this moment and i said well tell me what what's going on i'm just curious and he said well before i got up this morning i was really having some thoughts of suicide i was depressed i couldn't get myself out of bed and he said i do what i do every morning though i get up and i grabbed this thing called you and he said i read okay i know I, I don't mean to read so much today but it was just really poignant what he said he picked up opened it up and what came to him is that there is that within me which knows i am not only one with this power this power is actually flowing through me now i am not only unified with the divine presence around me this presence is my presence it is the presence of my real and true self i am forever one with life so he read that and all of a sudden his day turned and he went yes he remembered he just needed that little reminding of the truth of who he really is And I, I love reading through this because I continue to read on. But being an, an individual, you cannot escape the necessity of choice. You are not an automan, an auto, an auto, an auto. Oh my gosh, I'm having problems with words. But you know, basically, just a robot. You are not a mechanic, a mechanicism. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just gonna forget that and just move on. But what I, what I want to say is that you, we each do the choosing, and the law of mind does the outlining. So it is our thought that does the choosing. Sometimes I can get caught in that outlining of what I want, that red car, that red sports car. But that's outlining it. 
But where it is, is I need to do my treatment work within that sense of freedom, that sense of love, that sense of what it is that I'm looking for, of joy, of happiness. Okay, I know, last time, guys, I know. Hopefully I can say it this time. But I looked up, because you know, I do love Brene Brown. So I just want to give an example of what she says of joy and happiness are. She said, joy is sudden, unexpected, and high intensity. It's characterized by connection with others or with God, nature or the universe. Joy expands our thinking and attention, and it fills us with a sense of freedom and abandon. Now, she, she has a different way. The worst thing in, in science of mind, we kind of flip it, where we think joy is the more of that God quality. But she says, happiness can be stable, longer lasting, and normally a result of effort. It's lower intensity than joy and more self-focused. With happiness, we can have a sense of control, unlike joy, which is more an internal happiness. So that, I found, was interesting that she said it a little differently, but really it is the same thing. She was leaning towards that, okay, well, joy or happiness is that external force, but really what we we're looking for is the joy. So if we think about choice and how we want to look at the world, we can sometimes look at that being that power of what is showing up in our life and changing our thought and moving through. So where do we want to go from there? How do we do this? How do we take this thought, this notion of nothing outside of me needs to change for me to be happy and bring it into our life? How can I use that? So I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about, of course, because I love Star Wars, and I was thinking of Luke Skywalker when in the day when he was super cute. <laughs> he is still cute. Um, but... It, what he made me think of is that Luke as the Jedi, when he was in training with Yoda, Yoda said, Lord, Luke, feel the force. Step into it, lean into it, and reach out to it because the force is all around us. It is not, you know, it's, it's everything that we touch. It's everything outside. It's like what Ranj talked about in his song, we're not alone. Everything is connected. We are all connected. And it made me think of joy is that movement of spirit within us. When we tune in and we listen, we can express that joy in our life. So when we think about joy and happiness, if we look at joy as that absolute, it is a divine, universal quality where happiness is that emotion of the mind. So yes, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be happy and that we can't have happiness in our life. That's not what I'm saying at all. It is just recognizing where is it really that we want? What is that underneath feeling that we want to bring forth? Is it joy? Is it happiness? Is it freedom? Is it peace? Is it harmony? One other um, way that Ernest Holmes said, he said that, um, where is it here? Oh no, this is Abraham Lincoln. He said, most folks 
are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Right? How true is that? How true is that? There was one other thing I wanted to read to you. Let's see if I can... Yeah, so there are times in our life that it's time for us to tune in and listen to that divine voice, that best friend that is within us, and know that it is up to us to make those choices, that nothing can bring you happiness but yourself. That's by Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson. So can I make choices in my life that give me a feeling of happiness? Yeah, I, I know I can. I know I can do that. So let us use our practice of prayer to tap into that well of the divine power and truth and know that nothing outside of ourselves needs to change because it is our choice. We can change. And sometimes that's really the challenge, isn't it? That is the challenge. But everyone here has it within them to do that. We can make a different choice, and it may be a baby step, maybe a large step, and maybe driving that red car. I don't know, but each of us can make that shift. And I know each of us here are here because we want something more, something deeper in our life. So that's our job today, people, is to go out <laughs> and do one thing. Maybe it may be something a little different, but it may be something the same that brings you joy. But that is what it's all about, is spreading the kindness and joy of the world. And then here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock, we're going to ripple that joy out and make an impact globally. We just start small and grow, grow, grow. So let's take that into prayer. So today we know that there is that one life, that one love, that universal divine mind that is operating. It is this thing called joy, this life that is ever expressing in, through, and as each of us. So today I claim my emotional being of happiness, and yet I know the spiritual truth of joy, the spiritual truth of love. And I allow myself to surrender. And I let go of the need to control the outcome of outlining what is. And I let go of the expectation. And I allow myself to be surprised. Because as I step into that awe, that moment of wonder, that is where the beauty is. That is where the joy is. So today I claim this joy for myself and for each of you. And I claim that we are an expression of that one mind, that unique expression, each of us. So today I know this truth for myself, I know it for you, and I am so grateful for this teaching, for this time together. So I let these words go into that law of mind knowing that these thoughts become things. I let it go, I let it be, and ask you in joining me, and so it is. <laughs>